Welcome back to the Colts Convert Podcast. And today we have another special edition because it's draft day. Let's go. Draft day, 2020 NFL draft. It's finally here. Just a little while longer that we have to wait to finally get some draft picks. But it is finally here. So excited to see how this draft breaks down starting tonight. The Colts do not have a first-round pick as of yet, but at least we will get some answers to see maybe what's left on the board after round one. The Colts do have the 34th pick, so they will be starting very early in round two, starting tomorrow, but... Still, so excited. A lot of questions left to answer when it comes to those first-round picks. A lot that can go on. You never know what type of position run is going to happen. So I'm just very excited to finally get some answers and get that much closer to that 34th pick where the Colts will be at starting tomorrow on Friday. Before we get into another mock draft, I'm going to just cover some of the news that happened yesterday. The Colts did make a couple of moves. The first one was re-signing receiver Marcus Johnson. And Johnson did get a chance last season to step in with some of the injuries that happened at the receiver position. And he showed it. An ability to make big plays. He had 17 catches, 277 yards for two touchdowns last season. And I think it's a good signing just to provide that depth, bring back someone who is familiar with the offense. And I think he will provide some nice back-end depth to the position. And he's already proven that he can fill in if necessary, and who knows, maybe even compete for some more playing time this season. But I do think that was a nice signing just to bring him back and provide that depth to the receiver position, which is obviously a big need for the Colts and still something I think they will be looking to add to this weekend for the draft. And then The other signing was bringing in Trey Burton, tight ends, who was with the Chicago Bears. They just released him last week, and the Colts have signed him to a veteran's minimum deal, which is a, I think, great value sign for them. Trey Burton does have experience with Frank Reich when Reich was the offensive coordinator for the Philadelphia Eagles. Burton was on that 2017 team that won the won the Super Bowl in 2017. So he does have a Super Bowl ring, had a breakout season in 2017. He was actually involved in that Philly special play in the Super Bowl. Uh, so he does have playoff experience because of that 2017 season kind of put him on the map and he signed a big four-year, $32 million deal with the Bears. And 
Actually had a decent season that 2018 season, his first season with the Bears. 54 catches, 569 yards, and six touchdowns. Did start all 16 games, but then dealt with some injuries in 2019. Had a lingering groin injury and apparently had surgery this offseason to fix a hip issue. I'm not sure if the hip and groin were related, but... Uh, apparently he did have surgery on his hip as well this offseason and he was only able to play in eight games in 2019 with 14 catches but someone who was released by the Bears they will actually be picking up the majority of his deal that the the contract that is still owed to him so the Colts were able to pick him up for a veterans minimum deal which I think is just a great value. Tight end is another position that the Colts needed to address. The tight end position for the draft is mentioned yesterday. It's it's not as deep as you would like, especially for a position in need. And the Colts decided to address this position with a veteran. Who knows, they may still address the position at the draft, maybe later on, but bringing in Burton at least provides you a talented veteran tight end who, if he recovers from the injuries, he would be a nice fit in the offense. Again, that familiarity with Frank Reich, he has shown that he can be productive and score touchdowns in the past. And Phillip Rivers loves tight ends, so to be able to add Another tight end to kind of fill in that tight end two role for the Colts. Potentially save a draft pick for another position. I think it was a great move and you can't really go wrong bringing in uh, a player like that for the veteran minimum. Save a lot of money and the low risk, high reward type signings are always signings that you want to look for. So I, I was really excited to see them bringing in Burton. So that kind of leads us into today with the start of the draft. And I went over yesterday with the kind of the picks that I would hope the Colts to look at, that that the Colts would hopefully uh, sign or uh, draft this weekend. But today I kind of wanted to go over the picks that I actually think might be realistic for the Colts based off of their trends, based off what they've usually done in the past, what positions they like, and just kind of make my guess and just have some fun for what I actually think the Colts will do when it comes to Friday. And I say Friday because they do have that first pick 34th pick, which is the second round, which starts on Friday. There is always the possibility of a team trading back into the first rounds. But because this is kind of what I think the Colts are going to do based off of the past, it doesn't seem like a a move that Chris Ballard in the front office would make to trade back into the first round to potentially get a quarterback. I know that that could be a possibility, but what's more likely to happen, in in my opinion, is the Colts actually trading back 
from that 34th pick, collecting some draft picks. It's been rumored that they're potentially shopping a few of their defensive backs to try to accumulate more picks. So another way that they can do that is to trade back. And they have done that in the past. They definitely did that last year. They had a that first round pick ended up trading back into the second round. So it seems very realistic that they could do that once again this year. And those early second round picks are still very valuable. I can easily see them trading with the team. You have uh, someone like the Dolphins who's sitting there at 39. They have 14 picks this year. So they may be looking to trade up and maybe getting some more value, getting some guys that, that they like. So using some of those draft picks to to trade up in a draft. So before I even go into the mock draft, I think that's probably the most realistic thing is for them to trade back. I'm not going to do any type of trades uh, with this, this simulation, but that's my guess as far as what I think the the Colts will ultimately do with that 34th pick. I think they will trade back five to 10 picks, accumulate some, some more draft capital and just go from there. But heading into this mock draft, I used again, the pro football focus mock draft simulation. They, are not sponsoring me. I have no affiliation with Pro Football Focus. I'm just using this mock draft simulation just to kind of get somewhat of an idea of maybe who would be available with these picks. There are a lot of other mock draft simulations. I'm just using this one just for kind of continuity. And uh, the 34th pick, I'm actually going starting pretty similar to what I did with my own picks, but I'm going with Jalen Johnson for that 34th pick, the cornerback from Utah. I think it's very realistic that the Colts can go after a cornerback in this draft. I think it's still a need, especially for the future, to kind of solidify that position as you head into the future. And I think you would be getting a lot of value selecting one of those top corners in the second round. Jalen Johnson is one of the top corners in this draft, someone who could easily be drafted in the first round. But I think he will be there at 34, and I think the Colts go ahead and take advantage uh, of him being there uh, with that 34th pick and and their first pick of the draft. And then 44, I would love for them to get a receiver, I think that that's their main priority. I would maybe like for them to get one at 34, but especially 44. I don't think that's going to be the case. It seems from my research, everything that I've seen and heard from the Colts, they don't seem to value the receiver position as at least as much as I do. I know I am a little biased having played receiver in the past, but it doesn't seem from the moves that they've made or the lack of moves at receiver that they've made this free agency, and especially when it's such a huge glaring need to me, 
the, the lack of urgency signing free agents and also the depth at the receiver position this year, I could easily see the Colts waiting later in the draft to start adding to receiver. And so it wouldn't surprise me at all for them at 44, instead of going with the receiver, going with another favorite position group of the Colts. And that is edge rushers. And I'm going with Julian Okwara, the Notre Dame edge defender, had a very productive career at Notre Dame. And this is a guy I think just screams Colts. If he is there at 44, it would be great value. And he has all of those traits that Chris Ballard in the front office seem to appreciate. The size, 6'4", 252, long arms, and just the all-around athlete. He mostly came off of the edge standing up. He didn't show a lot of experience with his hand on the ground coming off of the edge, but I still think he would be a great addition and add a lot of versatility. He might even be a candidate to be an outside linebacker. I think he does have that athleticism, but this is a position that might not be the biggest need, but from past drafts, Last year, the Colts drafted three linebackers after already drafting the a linebacker and Darius Leonard the previous season in the second round. They drafted three linebackers last year. So I think this is always a position that the Colts are looking at. It's a position that overall the league has devalued. So I think if you have one of these linebackers that might slip such as a Jordan Brooks from Texas Tech, even a Kenneth Murray. I think he will be a first-round pick. But if one of these top linebackers end up sliding to 34 or 44, I could see that as a definite opportunity for the Colts to jump on that. They love linebackers. They love athletic edge defenders. So I think Okwara would be uh, someone that they would look at at 44. And then moving on to the third round, the 75th pick, I think they go with, again, not receiver, but of course, O-line. They have to add an O-lineman. It seems like every draft, they have one of the top O-lines in the league, but they actually do need to add some depth to the position. I think it would be very smart at some point to add O-line depth and to start thinking about the future of the tackle position for the Colts. I know you have Anthony Costanzo who re-signed a two-year deal, but he has been kind of putting it out there. And even this, this last offseason, he was contemplating retirement. So I think with how important the left tackle position is, you have to start thinking about the future of the position right now, even if it's one or two seasons down the line where that would open up. So I think it would be a perfect opportunity in the third round to draft Ben Bart, the tackle from St. John's College in, um, and that's a D3 school. And I think the kind of the epitome of the developmental tackle 
position for this draft. Bart was a former tight end, transitioned to the tackle position when he got to college. And I, I think he gained 70 pounds over the last couple seasons. He's put on a lot of weight, but he has the athleticism. He has the footwork from being a tight end in the past. And he impressed and has impressed a lot of people, not only his uh, last season, but throughout this offseason process, he was at the Senior Bowl, impressed a lot of people at the Senior Bowl, going up against some of the top defensive line talent in the nation. And he definitely put himself on the map as someone in kind of in that late second, early third round range that would be a perfect candidate for a developmental tackle. Someone who if you take, he has all the physical tools. And if you just kind of continue to help him with his technique and get him used to playing the position at the professional level, I think one or two seasons from now, he could be your starting left tackle. So I think that would be a great choice uh, someone I would I would be very glad if, if the Colts were able to pick someone like Ben Bart uh, you also have a, a Matt Pert from Connecticut who I think would be kind of a similar type pick in this position uh, so I, I think O-line especially in the early part of this draft uh, it's another position that's very deep so you can get a quality tackle a developmental type player in that third round Fourth round, pick 122. Finally, I think hopefully this is where the Colts, if they push back receiver, they will finally dip into this deep receiver class in the fourth round. And I think they go with Antonio Gandy-Golden, the receiver from Liberty. Talked about him in my receiver breakdown. One of the most athletic, freaky receivers that you'll see especially for this draft class. It's saying a lot considering how deep it is, but 6'4", big receiver, can run, has a gymnastics background, actually, and you can look his videos up on YouTube, him doing backflips and handstands and all types of crazy gymnastics moves. So he's just a, a freak athlete that I think is still growing at the position as far as running routes may need to fine-tune some things. And because he played at Liberty, a smaller Division One A school, I think he will slide. I'm not sure if he'll be there in the fourth round. Uh, I think he's more of a third-round type player. But I think it's just a great example of how deep this class is. If the Colts can get a receiver like Antonio Gandy-Golden or a Lynn Bowden, someone like that, in the fourth round, Van Jefferson is another player I'm really high on. If they can get that type of player in the fourth round, I'm all for them pushing back receiver until fourth round or so, third, fourth round, filling in some other value picks in the first couple of rounds. And I would just be ecstatic if they can get a player like Gandy Golden in the fourth round and add to that receiver group. And then uh, fifth round, pick 160. And this is where I think they go quarterback. I mentioned in my kind of hopes and dreams of the Colts picks that they might take a chance on someone like Jalen Hurts 
in that third round, maybe even the second round, add to the quarterback position and start to focus on the future of that position. But I think because they committed to Phillip Rivers for at least one season, I, I think that they're going to focus on other positions, trying to add value, add positions that can maybe make more of a present impact for this 2020 season. So I think that they will address quarterback, but it'll be later in the draft and it'll be focused on more of a developmental quarterback prospect that can sit behind Phillip Rivers and that could potentially compete for a backup job or maybe in a couple seasons if things do work out, maybe compete for a starting job. Uh, but I think they go with James Morgan here in the fifth round. I talked about him as well previously. This is a guy who has risen up the draft charts in this offseason process, but he fits a lot of the, the kind of characteristics that the Colts look for. I think he would fit very well in the the pro-style type offense of Frank Reich has a unbelievable arm and seems like from what I've heard with his interviews, he checks all the boxes as far as the, the character, as far as the leadership. Uh, and I think he would be definitely my at the top of my list for a player like this fifth round or later, uh, a quarterback that they decide to bring in to develop. Um, Luton, Jake Luton from Oregon State is another guy I'm, I'm very high on adding maybe six round or so uh, if they decide to wait even more. But I think this will be a position that they do uh, decide to capitalize on at some point in this draft. And then six rounds. I'm going to hope that they go back into this receiver depth and pick up one of these receivers. I think there'll still be some really talented players at this point in the draft in the sixth round. The Colts do have two sixth-round picks. They do not have a seventh-round pick as of now, so they will finish their draft in the sixth round. And with pick 193, I'm going back to the receivers. I'm going with my boy James Prochet from SMU. This is a dark horse receiver a dark, a deep sleeper, in my opinion, one of the more productive receivers over the last three or four seasons in the nation, had multiple 100 catch seasons for SMU. He, little on the, the shorter side, 5'11", but he does not play like he's 5'11", similar to a Jalen Rager. This guy goes up and gets the football at 5'11", and one of the best catch radiuses and ball skills of this draft and I think he would be an absolute steal at in the sixth round he will just raise the talent in that receiver room right away you can throw him into the slot he did play both at SMU uh, he I think he primarily played outside receiver but I think he will be a slot primarily in the NFL if you could get James Prochet in the sixth round, please, Colts, please do it because I think he's going to be a stud and a very, 
very productive receiver at the next level. Can't go wrong getting someone like that in the sixth round. And then to round out the draft, pick 197, I think they go back to DB, and I think they pick Tanner Muse, the safety from Clemson. And just another player that seems to fit what the Colts are looking for, just bringing in athletic, versatile players, especially as you get later in the draft. You want to start thinking about guys who could add to your special teams. And Tanner Muse had a great career at Clemson, won a lot of games, of course, a couple national championships, and a very instinctive player, seemed to always be around the ball, uh, getting deflected interceptions, uh, just a ball hawk, someone who, who is going to have his nose around the football at all times. And to add to that instinctiveness, he's a phenomenal athlete, a uh, someone who ran a 4-4-1 at the Combine, a lot of speed, played two positions in high school, I believe was a very talented running back coming out of high school in North Carolina, and of course had a great career as a safety for Clemson. But because he has that athleticism, I think you can move him around as far as uh, might even be able to put him at strong safety. And I think that's maybe where he will be for his career in the NFL. 6'2", almost 230, running a 4'4'1". Very physical player. I think it just adds some great versatility at the end of that draft to be able to bring him in. He does also, I think, provide a lot of value for you for special teams. I think he could be a special teams ace type of player, especially in his career, play on the kickoff team, punt coverage. I think he'll be able to do it all for your special teams right away. It just makes a lot of sense to bring in a player like Tanner Muse, especially if he's there the the end of that sixth round uh, when the the Colts will be having two six-round picks. So that rounds out another mock draft. Those are picks that I'm thinking – Similar picks to to what the Colts may be looking at this draft. Of course, everything goes out the window once the Cincinnati Bengals are on the clock tonight. I'm sure none of those picks will be correct when it's all said and done just because how crazy the draft usually is. But hey, it's, it's a lot of fun at least trying to guess what the Colts might do. I think if they bring in players similar to this, I think they'll be on the right track, being able to add some young players that could add a lot of value to the team and guys that could potentially be productive right away for the 2020 Colts team and then obviously in the future. So I'm very excited for this draft tonight. Can't wait to see how it breaks down. A lot of questions still, especially just even the top 10 or even top five, will teams trade up? How, how are the quarterbacks going to be selected? What quarterbacks might be available for the Colts, uh, you know, early second round tomorrow? Or just what players in general are going to be there? Did anybody who was supposed to be a mid-first round pick slide? You know, so it's there's going to be a lot of questions answered tonight. So I can't wait to check it out. Hopefully you enjoyed these mock drafts. And... 
learned about some some players throughout this whole preview process. A lot of talented players. Uh, I can't wait to see where all of these players go. And thank you again for listening and supporting the podcast. Have a great rest of your day. Enjoy the draft. And until next time, this is Derek for the Colts Convert Podcast. Take care.